0: Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 is where we kind of started this whole series. This whole series, this kind of like our flagship scripture and what we've been talking about, this idea of blank space. So Proverbs 3, I want to go over it one more time and then kind of remind you guys of a couple of things and then I want to give you some principles tonight just to apply to your heart, apply to your life. Um, so here we go. Proverbs 3 starting at verse 1, it says, my son, or, and that can be son or daughter, right? Sons, my daughters, don't forget my law. But let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you Bound, bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So the last time we were all together 3 weeks ago I, I just want to ask you this question again because many of you were not here so just Pretend like this the first time I'm asking and just respond again. In the last seven days, if you have observed, heard, been in the presence or the company of... Anything that would be considered impure, sexually immoral, from poor language to images to a phone screen to a joke that was told that you know, gosh, this is this is impure. And I'm not saying you engaged in it, I'm not saying you led the way, but if you've been exposed to any level of impurity, just raise up your hand really, really quick. Yeah, see? Put your hands down. So we are dealing with a very real Issue that even as teenagers, as high school students, as college age, that there really is an onslaught. Brandy, we are so excited you are back. Okay, stand up, Brandy. She's gonna be so embarrassed and hate me. Okay, y'all clap for Brandy and then I'll tell you why. We adore her. And look at her sitting with the little cadre girls. So Brandy's been gone for, if I get it wrong, she's gonna throw something at me. Three months, exact, five months exactly. (laughs) <laughs> See, okay, so she's been in Kuwait, Kuwait, Qatar, Kuwait, Qatar, Qatar, or Kuwait, Qatar. She's been in Qatar for five months. Her amazing husband, Jonathan, has just been suffering it out with us. But we are so glad that you are back. I haven't seen you. I knew that you were back, but we just love you. Okay, great. All right, so, so bind them around your neck and then write them on the tablet. Write them on the tablet. Of your heart so knowing that there will be exposure for some of you on the daily basis to this thing of impurity you've got to realize the effects and the impact of what you see and what you hear because those are the two primary ways for things to get into your heart can I get an amen so then we just connected this reality, right? I'm just reviewing here, this reality to Proverbs 4.23, which just says, guard your, heart for above, guard your heart above all things, for out of it flows the issues, or the situations, or the circumstances of your life. The quality of your life will be determined by what is, what is coming out of your heart. What is coming out of your heart is determined by what is going into your heart what, it, what it, how things get into your heart are primarily but what you see, what you're exposed to visually, and what you hear, what you listen to orally. And so so this is a big deal, you guys. This is a huge deal. But the Lord has something to say about it. And there is a way. I love I, I was listening to a friend of mine speak last week. And, and it was so powerful. One of the things that just stuck out to me because how many of you know that sexual immorality, I mean, it's kind of like the Goliath of our, of our generation, right? From things, and, and we talked about this extensively as well, from, from people just, I mean, from uh, gender confusion and identity crisis to homosexuality to fornication, sex outside of marriage, all of these different things coupled with point and click pornography or all those different things and so it's kind of like the goliath of our day the goliath of our generation but how many of you know anytime the enemy raises up a goliath the lord will always raise up a david by david i mean not just a person david the lord will always raise up the spirit of david to conquer the spirit of goliath does that make sense to you God releases the spirit of David, a David of purity. It is reserved for those who will say, oh, Jesus, would you write upon my heart? Tell me who I am and allow me to live in light of that revelation. God, I am who you say I am. Amen. And so and so in light of these things, it, it, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And so uh, there's several verses, several verses That we're going to hand out to you even. Do we have those verses? I just want to see them real quick. Shelby, can you get me a copy of them real quick? So at the end of the service tonight, we're going to give you. Because I didn't just want to talk to you guys. I didn't want to. We've covered lots of scripture before. You've got to know at the end of the day, the word of God is what keeps you. Psalm 119. And so we can say we want to walk in purity all we want. But if you show me the person who refuses to read the word of God. To study the word of God. To allow the word of God to be planted in your heart. Show me that person and I'll show you a person who could care less about their level of sexual purity and integrity. Conversely, show me the person that is actually interested in what God has to say via the Bible. And I'll show you the person that God is equipping and gracing to walk in purity and be an anomaly in your generation. This is God's plan for you, and so at the end of, at the end of tonight, we're giving you several things because we don't. It just it means nothing, you guys. If you just come here and hear a message that's subpar or great or whatever you think of it, it really doesn't mean a whole lot if you're not going home and applying these things. You see what I'm saying? And so we just we're just, we're putting this in your hand tonight. It's it's there's like twenty different verses. So uh, yeah, twenty different verses we just kind of print it out for you. You don't have this yet. We'll hand it to you at the end of the night. But scriptures like, you know, uh, Psalm 32, 7. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. In the moment of temptation, where you begin to speak God's word. Philippians 2.13, for God is at work in me, helping me to want to obey him. And then helping me to do what he wants me to do. Philippians 2.13, you're able to speak the word of God in moments of temptation. You cannot trust your flesh. You cannot trust your own willpower. This cannot be done in human strength. It takes the supernatural empowerment of God over your life. Life, pulling from the word of god that you know so we and so you guys we and again we talked really extensively whenever we were separated guys girls but let me just come back let me just remind you of something because after almost eight and a half years of youth ministry full-time youth and young adults and talking with so many of you in this room, one-on-one, or over Facebook, or text messages, or direct messages, or blank pictures of things on Instagram, so you can direct, whatever. And I've I've communicated with enough of you one-on-one to realize that there seems to be a common misconception whenever it comes to this particular area of sexual purity, that somehow you think that, Maybe I can just cast out my desire to do like um, to 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 my, cast out my desire, like, for sexual things. Like, God, just take it away. Okay, God's not going to take it away, okay? This is, this is because then he violates free will. What he does is he, he calls you to steward the desires and, and the things that he has placed in your, because you are human. You are his crown possession, okay? Does that make sense? And so, it's not, well, Lord, just take all the temptation away. No, he's not going to take away. He calls you to remove anything that allows for temptation to overcome you in your life. Does that make sense? I'm helping some of you tonight because you keep going around the same mountains, whether it's internet pornography or whether it is in relationships that are unholy or whether it's fantasies or whatever. The Lord, he does not just take the, just take the desire. No, no. He says, you remove anything that is leading and drawing you to that. And I will empower you to say no in the moment. But it is just go away. You can't cast out your humanity. Does that make sense? You can't cast out your flesh. You crucify it, which is a process. The crucifixion that Jesus suffered on the cross, it wasn't, all right, crucifixion's done, 30 seconds. No, it was a process. And so many of you, it's like, well, God, I just need you to just kill my flesh. No, he's not going to kill your flesh. He calls you to go on this journey with him where your desires begin to change into his desires. Because the more time you spend with him, the more time you become like him. And scripture says that you will be one as of the shining stars. That's what I want God to be able to say about me. It's a shining star. Not a little flame that flickered and went out after a couple months. Does that make sense? And so, so our first week, we, uh, we had talked about, Jacob, come up here real quick and just give you this visual again. Uh, it, it, we talked about this idea of a blank space and knowing that depending on your story depending on what has been said to you depending on what you have chosen to believe that that maybe your story see written on your heart written on you is just that i am i am so impure or all i will ever do maybe maybe what's written on your heart is gosh i'm just going to struggle for the rest of my life or maybe what's been written on you is just i mean just bondage like there is no freedom. Like, if this shirt were your heart, for some of you, it's just, or you're just overwhelmed in condemnation because of so many things that you've already done. And so you have all these things written on you already. And so, even as we were praying today with, with, with some of our leaders, it was like, I just heard the Lord say that so many of you are, are in need of just a fresh start just almost like a like a reset button in this area because it's been so overwhelming and the good news tonight and it is good news is that God's grace is real and that the blood of Jesus is very real and the love of God is more powerful than the temptation that you're facing the love of God is more powerful than anything that you've done sexually or otherwise even things that you 've entertained in your head and believe i don 't care for how long does that make sense to you and so so tonight the the big deal, deal as we just kind of culminate this culminate this this whole idea is blank space allowing something new to be written on your heart, no matter what 's been there before and so I just wanted to give you some principles tonight, okay. Um, there's about 13 different things that I'm going to go over pretty quickly here. And you have these notes, so you'll just kind of fill in, and it'll be on the screen too. You'll fill in one word just as we're going along. And, and I would encourage you, go back to these things, man. Study this stuff out. I mean, if you're a real Christ follower, if you are who you say you are, man, spend some time letting God speak this over you. So, so number one, and again, the, we're always going to be tempted sexually. You, why? Because you're a human being. Okay, and so from that perspective, that's how we want to, uh, that's how I want to address you tonight. So you're all in high school, you've all probably been exposed to some level, I mean, judging on the b- amount of hands. Okay, we, so there's no need to just kind of dance around things. It, the, the, the enemy is real, he wants you to, to be in sexual bondage, mainly because it will distort your ability to hear from and to see and to encounter and to experience God. But also he wants to open up major doors to your heart to lead you into sexual captivity for the rest of your life that's his plan for you god's got a better plan so number one is what i need you to do accept your share share is that first word there accept your share of the responsibility for moral purity accept your share will jesus come in no he has done it all he has spilled every drop of his blood he went to a cross. He was in a grave three days. He wrestled down every principality and power so that he could not no longer have dominion over you. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And then he got up on Sunday morning and he resurrected from the dead. All of that resurrection power, he says, is at your disposal. And so the first thing I need you to do is take, accept your share of the responsibility for moral purity. I'm talking to you as Christ followers tonight. If you're not a follower of Jesus, the first thing that you need to do is bow your knee at the cross of Jesus and confess that you are a sinner. See, the issue is sometimes that we don't want to call it what it is. See, sinners sin. It's what they do. Whenever you are in Christ, your nature has been redeemed. So those things, those things no longer have control over you. Does that make sense? So as Christ followers... We, we, we are yoked to him. We're in partnership with him. We live the way that he calls us to live. So accept your share of responsibility for moral purity. Again, one prayer that Jesus can't answer, Lord, take away this sexual temptation. You know, his response, you take away the things in your life which invite the temptation. You get those things out of your life. See, we are so free. We are free to ignore the commands of God. But we still endure the consequences. So you're free to ignore God's command. Say, all right, you want to remain pure. You want to remain. You, you want to walk in purity. You want a, a pure marriage. You you want all those things. So you're free to just kind of you know ignore those. But there's some serious consequences, and you don't get to choose. Well, I'm just not going to choose those consequences. No, it doesn't work that way. Number two, recognize and begin to remove. What we want to call, and I t- was talking to the high school guys about this, is fuse shorteners in your romantic life. What do I mean by that? Those places, people, and patterns that shorten your sexual fuse. So the things that lead you into temptation. You say, okay, we're like whenever the fuse gets low, there's an explosion. Before the explosion of sin happens in the area of sexual immorality... You want to do those things that, that, that kind of remove the fuse shorteners. So places, people, patterns that shorten your sexual fuse, either if it's physically or mentally, the things that make you vulnerable to temptation. You want to remove those things. Does that make sense? Does that make sense, everybody? Y'all doing okay? We're just talking about, yeah, just, just life, you know? Number three, remember, listen to this, that small Compromises lead to big trouble. Small compromises in the area of sexual purity will lead to very big trouble. See, the point at which you violate your conscience, however small the violation may be, is where your sexual snowball starts to go down the mountain. And we know about snowballs, right? It just kind of, and then you turn around and it's this massive avalanche spiritually. It's the small compromises, you guys, that lead to huge consequences, huge trouble. So let's, not, let's avoid those. Number four, number four, be honest with yourself regarding the influence of, ready for this, of the media. Now, if there's ever an area where so many of us just choose to walk in self-deception it's in the area of, well, I can handle that. I can listen to them. it. doesn't have any effect. I can look at pictures. I can scroll through my Instagram feed at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's totally fine. I can just, I'm so, gosh, I'm just, really? Really? Then You're a better man or woman than, than any god, the most godliest person that I know. You're, you're, you're just on another level. Your level is called arrogance and pride. And it will eventually self-destruct on you, right in your face. So, I need you to be honest with yourself about the influence of media. What you're listening to, what you're watching. Down to video games that you... See, it, it, this, is, this is what this is what re- religion says to us. Okay, just give me a list, Pastor Brandon. Like, just write down every single book, every single video game, every single song I shouldn't listen to. And tell me the... Th- and then I'll just kind of avoid this. But see, it doesn't work that way. That'll work for like maybe a year or two. But then as you move on and as you grow a little bit older, then the list begins to change based on your season. And then you're just all... Well, it's like... Well, I guess those things, no. So what I want to do is give you principles. All I'm saying is be honest with yourself, okay? At least own up to it and say, this is probably not like the best idea and I I shouldn't do this, okay? But don't pretend like it's a great idea. Does that make sense, everybody? Okay, I'm just talking. It's just real talk tonight. So, so, internet, music, movies, video games, TV, all of that. Number five, listen to this. Never lower yourself to defraud another person. To defraud another person. What do I mean by defraud? I'm so glad you're asked. means to arouse sexual desire in another person that you cannot righteously fulfill outside of marriage. Wow. I'll say it again. Never allow, never lower yourself to defraud another person. Now, again, this is, well, like, tell me what I can wear. Tell me what I can do. Tell me where my little hands can go. Tell me where they can't go. Tell me what, no! Don't defraud another person. This is what I mean by this. To arouse sexual desire in another person that you cannot righteously fulfill outside of marriage. 1 hmm. Thessalonians 4 and 3. The number one question I hear from young people for years now: what's the will of God for my life? 1 Thessalonians 4 3, it doesn't get more plain. This is the will of God, sexual purity. <laughs> it, read it. You don't believe me? You're looking at me like, woo, shock and wonder. You know, no, this is not deep what I'm saying. This is just the scripture. You should read it. Th- this is the will of God that you'd walk in sexual purity. This is God's will. For your life the beginning of god's will for your life if i can say is to begin to walk in sexual purity but here's us we want to know god what is it that you want me to do i want to be a doctor a lawyer a preacher a what and the lord's like do you really believe i'm going to entrust that level of my will to you if you can't do with the elementary thing of actually walking in purity See, we want to go to like 12th grade, but like kindergarten, like base level is sexual purity. We've made it into some grandiose thing, like for the super, super spiritual Christian, right? And, and so, and, but, but, but that's a lie. That is false. The base level uh, is just saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to, uh, you have all of me. And my secret life is, it's going to glorify you. My secret life is going to shout glory and honor and holiness of Jesus. It's going to emit light. Not darkness. Do you guys get this tonight? This is the will of God for your life. First Thessalonians. That you walk in purity. That you be pure. Before the Lord your God. That you be pure. Number six. Bring your thoughts. Into captivity. Why? Because you're the blank there, your brain is your most powerful sexual influence. If there are DLA who need notes too, like you can grab notes too, because everybody should probably be right in here. I'm just saying. Great. So if you need notes, if you're so arrogant as to think you got this down, you're not that great. Okay? Here we go. Bring your thoughts into captivity. Because your brain is the most powerful sexual influence that you have, it's the most powerful. And so, guys, the real war, the real battle, is in your mind. And so, so what you do is the moment that the thoughts come. Are you guys? Were you guys doing okay tonight? It's such a weird night, right? Because I'm not. You just. i rare form. But I just, I just want to see you walking in freedom. I say this so many times, but I'm just gonna say it again. I've never met one person who on their wedding day or even in their 20s or their 30s, nobody ever tells me. Anyone who honestly loved Jesus and or otherwise, even non-Christians say, gosh, I wish I would have just slept with more people or looked at more pornography or been enslaved to more or made out with seven more girls or kissed seven more guys or nobody, nobody ever says that. It's always like, gosh, I wish someone had told me. So all I'm doing is just, I'm just say, I'm just telling you. So you're without excuse. So whenever you say, "Well, I never told," no, 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 no. You were clearly communicated, and now you are responsible for what you are he- hearing. Does that make sense? All right, it's a little heavy tonight, but it's all good because if we apply these things, I'm telling you, you will be on a sexual journey of purity, man, that people wish that they had, long for. Amen? All right. Your brain is your most powerful sexual influence. So again, never try to get rid of a negative thought pattern without replacing it with something else. See, here's the deal for many of us. Whenever sexual thoughts come or whatever, you're just like, all right, I'm not going to think of that. No, you're going to continue thinking of that. You've got to replace it. That's why Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And so it's not, don't think, don't, 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 don't. It's, no, think on those things which are true, pure, honest, lovely, of good rapport that bring Jesus praise. Think on those things. And the fact that Paul writes that in Philippians and the way that he says it is, hey, think on it. You can do this. You see what I'm saying? It's not within your, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Like you can do this. Take authority. Take control over your thoughts. This this is within your grasp through the power of Jesus Christ in you. After honest attempts at mental self-discipline, don't freak out whenever you face temptation again. After honest attempts, come on, there's so many of you in the room. After honest attempts at mental self-discipline, don't freak out whenever you face temptation again. So just adopt an attitude. Oh, it's it's you again? <laughs> like, we're we really going to do this? And guys, you, you've got to understand. I. I remember, I know this, this is my life. I li- We're all in this together. You see what I'm saying? You don't graduate from sexual temptation whenever you get married. Absolutely not. So there's still authority that I have to take and say, okay, I'm going to choose to think on these things. Oh, it's temptation again? Oh, it's you again? No, by the grace of God and quoting the word of God. That's where your power lies. That's where your freedom is. Often a fear of the return, the mental temptation will will lock us to it and so and so there's a scripture in job that says the thing that i feared the most has come upon us and so i don't want you to walk in fear know that this this may be a continual battle for you see you, you you can't stop the birds from flying over your head but you can stop them from landing there and building a nest does that make sense and so the enemy is always it's going to be dark, thrown at you. It's just what he does. We live in a broken, fallen world. There's always going to be opportunity to temptation for pornography, for thinking of people inappropriately, for giving in, for listening to the wrong music, for watching the wrong things. It's always going to be there. And so you can't stop the birds from flying. You can, well, I'm going to just stop all the, all the birds, just stop and die. No, the birds are going to stop and die. But you keep them out of your head. See what I'm saying? All right. Number seven, we've got to press here. Just got a few minutes left. Number seven, prioritize scripture memorization and fasting. <gasps> Dare I say, fasting. Yes, yes. Like, miss a meal or two a week. You won't die. You're not going to kill over. People have been doing it for years and years. You can miss a meal and say, God, this is my sacrifice to you. And in order to overcome in this area, I'm willing to be a participant in my deliverance. I want to participate in my freedom. So you're not going to die, okay? And so spend that time just saying, okay, if it's one verse, just memorize that verse, you guys. I'm just, just trying to help you out tonight, man. There's definitely a relationship between fasting and overcoming various physical temptations. We see that all throughout the word of God. Number eight, visualize the shame and the disappointment that giving into this area of temptation might bring to you and those whom you care about. Visualize that. The shame is that blank. Number nine, decide whether you want to be a long or a short term investor in the first national bank of romance. What do I mean by that, you guys? What do I mean by that, you guys? Here's the deal. When, when, whenever you go to invest, right? If you're a short term person, then you invest and, and, and you get immediate you know, kind of returns. But oh, if you had waited. Oh, if you had allowed it to sit there and gain. Over time, the reward is so much more fruitful. So it is with sexual purity, you guys. Long-term, that's the kind of blessing that God wants to be able to give to you in this particular area, you guys. Short-term investments pay immediate dividends, but not nearly as high as long-term investments. The more intimately you care about a person and the more long-term you really plan, the less you'll be able to do. I'm just saying. Number ten, strive romantically and physically To be a late bloomer. Okay? Say to yourself, if I comfortably go this far with someone now, what will I have left to do that's fresh in the years to come? Be a long-term person, you guys. That's all I'm saying to you. Eleven. Forgive yourself and other key people in your life. Because guilt and bitterness and remembered rejection... Are easy footholds for the enemy to take control in your life. Number 12, as you're just flipping your sheets there, and it's one more after this. Be one of those rare, rare people who cultivate dignity and a sense of respect for themselves in their lives. Be one of those people, you guys. See, remember the sign on the table merchandise slightly used. Greatly reduced in price. Merchandise slightly used. Dot, dot, dot. Greatly reduced in price. Strive to be that person. Would you allow Jesus to to, to strengthen you and to give you the grace to be that type of Christ follower, you guys. In the midst of a very crazy generation. And finally, the last one. Again. Again. View this as a fight you expect to win, but nonetheless, one you can expect to quite possibly fight for the rest of your life. I want the worship team to come to the stage tonight. And let's really think about, let's really think about that last that last statement there. View this as a fight you can expect to win. God will make you victorious if you just kind of stick with him, but realize that this is a battle that you may possibly fight for the rest of your life. But you will be victorious, and you are victorious through Jesus Christ, through his grace on your life. And so you guys, tonight, as the worship team quickly comes, quickly. I, we always, we, we always kind of want to give you something at the end of every series, just to, just to help you remember, just to help you capitalize, man, this is what Jesus is speaking to me, and, and we're like overwhelming you tonight, but gosh, isn't this a big deal? Like, isn't sexual purity a big deal? If we're really honest, like if we're really, really honest, most of us would say, this is, this is like the thing, like this is like my Goliath, like this is... And so I'm just trying to help you to overcome. That's why you have cadre leaders and our DSM uh, home team and our DLA. We want to help pray you through these things. But we also want to put scripture and arsenal in your hand so that you can fight the enemy. So that you can overcome in these areas. If you really want to be free, you guys, there is no need to leave in chains and bondage. You are without excuse. Listen to me well. You are without excuse in the area of walking in sexual purity before the Lord. You have the word of God. You have a community of believers. You have people who are willing to walk with you. And listen to me because I know the pushback. You don't know my story. I know. But Jesus knows your story. And his word still stands. Without excuse. And so this is what I want us to do tonight as we just prepare to go into a ministry time. The big idea, Jacob, come up here one more time. You guys can adjust the lights and I don't want everybody just to stand to your feet. Also, if you're one of the ones that Nathan specifically talked to about distributing tokens and praying tonight, I want you to move to your appointed and assigned stations very quickly. See, here's the deal, you guys. They're moving, but keep your eyes up here. Look up here because we only have about seven minutes left. Need your eyes up here. See, the big deal The big deal in this series, Blank Space, is that in the blank space of your heart, you would allow Jesus and yourself to write his truth on your heart in concrete, like writing something in cement. And so the prayer is that you would allow your heart to be softened and tenderized by the love of God. That's what the love of God does. It tenderizes your heart. But then the Spirit of God comes in like a pen and begins to to write almost like wet concrete. And taking something and etching it into your heart and allowing that to dry in your life. So that years from now, mercy and truth are still written in your heart. And whenever you're 19 and whenever you're in college and you're invited to a party and somebody's trying to do something and you're tempted to go somewhere, mercy and truth are literally have been ingrained in your heart. And so it cries out from you, I am pure. I cannot go there. I will not do this. Take me back to God. I want to be pure. And it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes along the way in your heart whenever it's etched in stone there's something in you that even if you fall you get back up again and you say oh Jesus I will be victorious in this area because mercy and truth were written on my heart amen and so again your heart what we're looking for is for like Proverbs 3.1 to be written on your heart or Romans Six, to be written on your heart or 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3. This is the will of God that you are sexually purer. Proverbs 4, 23. That's what we're looking for, to be written on your heart, not all that other chunk. Amen? And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their